Triple M's Dead Set Legends for Betfair. Play your own way this autumn racing carnival by setting your own odds at Betfair. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. For your Saturday morning, we've got the biggest sports show in town. Let's go, go, go! Triple M's Dead Set Legends. I'm legendary. Joey Montagna, Jay Clark, Kath Lockman and Lima. What a legend. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Good morning, everyone, and particularly good morning if you're a Paz fan this morning. Team, how good is it to be back on Dead Set Legends, but to be back with footy to talk about, actual footy to talk about? Unbelievable result last night. I think this has been, I know you're flat on the on the draw, Joey. I think it's been an electric start to the footy season. It's back with a bang. We had a pulsating finish on Thursday night. We had an incredibly skilled game last night, and I just think that the uh, the season is, because sometimes we pot it, sometimes we're a bit glass half uh, mm. glass half empty, Joey, but I thought it has been an incredible start to the footy season. Cracking start. Today, the players got to be a bit smarter, though. 37 degrees, so make sure everyone be sun smart today. Look after your pets. Make sure you do the right things, Kat. <laughs> it's going to be a scorcher. Mm, so I'm right. feeling for the players in their first games today. They'll be thinking, what have I done all pre-season when their tongue's hanging out? A, I don't just, have pets. So, and B, you've got the SunSmart police over here. Just make sure I just you remember sunscreen on and wear your hat today. Drink I left my dog and my fluid. son in the car. I'll be back in a sec, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Can we laugh oh, about dear. that? <laughs> 37 degrees. It's going to be a hot one, but yep. looking forward to the footy. There's some good games today, too. Particularly tonight, There's I a, want to touch on oh, later. Melbourne yeah. Bulldogs. Good vibe around Melbourne, though, isn't yep. it? Like ninety, nearly ninety thousand at yep. uh, the MCG Thursday and last night, and yep. just everyone seems up and about on the yep. streets. Oh, I, I, there's such a great vibe around town. Yep. It's just brilliant. What have we had? One hundred and sixty thousand people so yep. far plus. Yep. Which is already more. I saw someone tweeted this last night. It's already more than the entire first round of yeah. the NRL. Yeah. Yes. So we love we love rubbing it into the NRL. They shouldn't be too concerned about the NRL. Should we starting two weeks earlier? Yeah. That said, when you spend two years in your Ugg boots and your pajamas like I did uh, in 2021, 22, you sort of go to basically anything. Yeah, <laughs> so Melbournians are up and about, and it's great. What a Friday night special it was at the MCG last night. Thirty-five goals kicked, but it was Collingwood who defeated the reigning premiers by twenty-two points in front of 86,000 fans. The catch, an 18-point lead. And he finds little Bobby Hill. Bobby runs into an open goal. Bobby's got three. Number 26, Reef hooks it. Home. Mitchell on hand. Left foot snap. Mitchell. Collingwood lead it by a goal. McKinnis. Oh, he's come on the sub. And he's kicked two and three. But three are running on the goal. Beautiful strike with footy. Massive win for Collingwood and what a statement in round one. Jordan Goey had 25 disposals and three goals. Bobby Hill kicks three on his Pies debut. The Dacos brothers were enormous, especially Nick with 35 disposals and Scott Pendlebury. Jay-Z was typical Scott Pendlebury, 27 disposals and pivotal in Collingwood's third quarter comeback, Joey. Are they the most exciting team to watch in the comp? Oh, 100%. The Collingwood games are must-watch games. They were last season, and from what we saw last night, they, they will continue to be. The question was, could Collingwood continue to do what they did last season? Come from behind at three-quarter time, overrun teams. Well, they did it again. They, they were they were scintillating. They played great, aggressive football, both the way they attacked the man, the way they swarm numbers over to the football, and then from there, they just explode. And it's a great brand because not only are they so exciting offensively, they do give the opposition opportunity as well because they are so aggressive, Jay-Z. And, and at times, Geelong were able to make it look pretty easy when they scored goals. But in the end, as the call said, eight goals unanswered to Collingwood to finish the game. They were full of running. Maybe there's a bit of a soft, soft underbelly with Geelong at the moment with their preseason and their build-up. But all full credit to Collingwood. Love the way they played. Yeah. Geelong were in front at every break. They led by more than 20 points on two occasions. But as you said, Collingwood kicking the last eight goals of the game. But they didn't panic at all, did they, Joey, in terms of when the game was on Geelong's terms, particularly at the start of the game. This Collingwood side just don't freak out. They, they just keep playing their way. That's yep. all they do. They keep playing their way. They keep taking the game on no matter what the scoreline is. They keep being aggressive and... Nick Dacos continues to be a little star. There's the there's the red lights for the rest of the competition. If you're going to let Nick Dacos run around and do his own thing, he's mm. going to cut you up. He he set up so much of their attacking plays. He used the ball beautifully, and his brother Josh, he was sensational. And Collingwood were too good. 
what we're going to see is him being tagged much more regularly. And Jordan Degoe, I think he started the season $67 for the Brownlow. He's a top 10 player in the competition for me, Jordan Degoe. And Collingwood as a whole, like all, all summer they've been saying, yes, we scored last year. We want to go faster. We want to score more. We want to go quicker. And then we saw that last night and they went on that run, as you, as you said, Joey. And no way, the Cats were stopping them. So we've been saying all year, are Collingwood the sliders? Can they produce last year's clutch finishes? The fairy tale run, is it all, all over? And they come out and just go bang. And you consider this as a club which 18 months ago under Nathan Buckley couldn't score. We're taking 120 uncontested marks a game. What a trans- transformation for this football club. Tom Mitchell struggled to kick a goal at Hawthorne. He's kicked two last <laughs> yeah, night yeah. for the Pies. How do you see it? Do you see that working beautifully, that bit of recruiting there? Oh, he had 11 clearances last night, so he did mm. exactly what they got him to the club to do. He's not going to run around and get 35 touches anymore because when yeah. Colin get the ball, they go forward. Yep. So he's not yeah. going to go, you know, yeah. they're not going to get all those high possessions. But if he can continue to win a heap of clearances and allow Dugowie and yep. Dacos and Crisp and these guys to get on the outside and use their speed and power, they're going to be even more and uh, dynamic. And also the recruitment of Bobby Hill with his three yeah. goals. And you wonder what Jack Ginneman's thinking, <laughs> watching on as well as good, healthy competition within the pies. Interesting Craig McRae um, revealed post-game, Joey, that, that they kept their training loads really heavy. Um, during that pre-season game period because they wanted that endurance and speed in the legs. So this is a team that want to play fast and, and want to use their speed to outrun opponents. Yeah, and they look like it. They look like they're a team that fit. Um, they run hard. They've got a lot of speed in their side. So it, it stood out. And as I said, Geelong maybe ran out of legs a little bit. They had some, we'll touch on the injuries yeah. and some players that were certainly underdone. But Collingwood look like they are a team that will just go at you, as we saw last year, from start to finish. They're loving their high-performance program. Their fitness department, they reckon, mm. is absolutely flying at the moment. Some bad news, though, Jeremy Howe. We all saw the incident and the screenshots sort of flying around social media at the moment. That broken hand, that broken arm, excuse me. So surgery today, he'll be missing for about a month, potentially, with sometimes a pins and rods and plates, they can come back a little bit quicker. He's an important player, but you mentioned the four-for-one trade deal with Brody Grundy. Yes, they got Mitchell. Yes, they got Hill. Yes, they got McStay. They also got Billy Frampton, who's a key defender, and what a perfect replacement he mm. is coming into that back half, and they're the one of the most organized defenses in the competition. So that is the perfect replacement. But there was also a lot of um, emotion in the rooms after the game because, and this was didn't really get out throughout the week, but Nick and Josh Dacos lost their grandfather, which is Peter Dacos's dad, throughout the week. I'm pretty sure the funeral was yesterday. The Dacos family, it was a lot of emotion in the rooms after the game. We saw the vision of Nick and Josh putting some flower petals or something on the in the middle of the M- MCG last night, Joey. So emotion. Craig McRae spoke about it after the game. And as you can hear it in his voice, it uh, was a big week for the Dacos boys. It makes me a little bit emotional because it, it means a lot to us. You know, we've got to look after our own. And they were at a funeral yesterday. Missed the captain's run. I met with them on Wednesday afternoon to go through what the game is all about. But we're human beings. This goes beyond the boundary line, and they're two of our most important players and young men. We want to look and put our arms around. So, um, yeah, to all the Dacos family, we, it's with sadness we uh, we send our best wishes. God, he's got this playing group, doesn't he, Craig McRae, with not only on-field but with uh, the perspective he provides off-field as well. Yeah, spot on. He's leading them beautifully and maybe the momentum from last season will continue all the way through this season. But whichever way it goes, they're a must-watch team, Collingwood, must-watch. And is it season over for Geelong? <laughs> Can't win it. Can't win the flag. Too old, too slow. There we uh, go. We're not going with that. Uh, no, they certainly, as I said, it will be a slow start, I think, for, the, for them, I think they've got the long-term play. Some spies that over their pre-season reckon it was just a slow build-up and, and they'll try and be primed again late in the year. We're all heavy, heavy footy chats, but there has been some cricket overnight mm-hmm. in India. The one-day series between Australia and India. Unfortunately, India, they've taken a 1-0 one, one lead in the three-match series. We were 2 for 129. Mitch Marsh back from injury, missed the entire summer, so good to see him back and he hit... 81 of 65, but then we absolutely collapsed to be all out for 188. India mm. were five for 83, oh. but then uh, they settled, went on to win by five wickets. So they take a 1-0 lead in the three-match series uh, over there in India. Gents, um, fall out from last night yep. because there's a fair bit of chit-chat about the MCG turf because yep. a number of injuries, Jay-Z. Yeah. Are these injuries being blamed uh, 
Is the turf being blamed for these injuries or not? Yeah, Chris Scott was really strong in his press conference after the, after the match. Sometimes he'd be guarded, but last night he came off the long run. Just a quick snapshot. So Sam DeConing uh, tweaked his knee last night when he slipped, and also Tom did Stewart. Did he slip, Tom De- did, uh, Sam DeConing, or did he just stumble over? Wow. The broadcast looked like he just tripped over his It looked more like own, a trip, stumble, trip, yeah. Tripped over his own feet. Him but, and... but, but if you slip, is the surface moving when they slip, mm. or are they just slipping on the surface? they're just slipping on the surface. So is so. that the fault? of, I don't understand how that's well, the... I, I personally wouldn't have thought. So Tom Stewart's the other one who tweaked his knee, potential medial. They'll check out his uh, meniscus there as well. But if you go back to Thursday night, Harry Mackay slipped over in a crucial last-minute uh, play. It looked potentially where the new turf met the uh, old old turf, but Geelong coach Chris Scott, we've been speaking about the Ed Sheeran concerts and the massive repair job at the MCG, did a phenomenal job replacing half the ground, looked pretty as a pitcher. But Scotty, have a listen to this. He is not happy. The issue is that there are differences on the ground now. Some bits that are really firm and you can keep your feet and other bits that are really soft and you can't keep your feet. And I guess, like, the point that is raised, you know, and again, it's not a criticism, it's not my area, but it's been a long time since the grand final. It's the biggest game in the land, and it's the best ground in the world, in my view. Um, so to compromise the surface is a strange decision to make voluntarily. Like, if stuff happens and, you know, the weather's beyond your control, fair enough, but it was a, a known goal, I reckon. I love that he says this isn't a criticism and then spent it <laughs> <a bit of laughs> criticising. <laughs> but I suppose this was the risk, wasn't it, with the MCC opening themselves up. If players did get injured slipping on the surface, whether it's coincidence or not, they yep. were going to open themselves up for this criticism because yeah. of what's happened yes. in the last week. That's exactly right. But players do slip over in games of footy. Yeah, you do. would have done it a thousand times, Joey, in your glittering uh, clear 287 games, two-time All-Australian. So it'll happen and it will blow up um, uh, all week, of course. I'm not sure, not sure about that. Just a little just slip up. the bio in there. Uh, some, is, <laughs> some, hey, have you got KPIs you have to reach here, Jay-Z? Jay, that's one, two more to go. He buys me a coffee every time. I'm just kidding. But what about broad brush for the Cats? Because the coning question mark on this knee. They're missing Collar Jashney, of course. Mitch Duncan's coming back from a calf injury. No men a goal up. The Sava Radagalia played a nice game at centre half back, but now Tom Stewart. And Jack Henry, of course, is a gun defender. So, where are you on the Cats, um, Joey? Because it's got, to, it's got to test the depth in the back half. Yeah, it will a little bit. We're not going to get too carried away about Geelong losing a game. They're going to play in for the long term. Radagalia showed that he's more than capable of holding up. Hopefully, De Koning, you know, doesn't miss any games. He was, he was able to play out the game. Tom Stewart. They've shown last year they won four on the trot when he got suspended. So, look, I'm not too concerned about Geelong at the moment. Collingwood was certainly the better team and fitter and, and more prime than the Cats last night, but uh, I'm not too concerned. Chris Scott seemed to think he might play next week. Tom Stewart in the post-match presser. Yeah. medial potentially, it could be, it could be a one- to two-week injury with him. If it's a medial ligament or meniscus, you can probably play... I think with a week I or think two. They off. said they they were doubtful of next week, but yeah. it's not long yeah. term. He was trying to. I yeah, think with the Cats' approach, what they've shown with Dangerfield, etc., this early in the season, I'd be surprised if they're taking any major risks with any yeah. of these players, knowing how important the big dance is, and that's where they'll be geared up to, as you touched on earlier, uh, Joey. But it was a surprise. I think last night the bulk of us thought the Cats were going to come out. As reigning premier, we saw the trade period and back-to-back flags. They're the, they're the uh, premiership favourite. It, uh, it was a nice twist to start the season. Mm. So, did you just refer to the grand final as the big dance? Finals. That, yes, that has to end, does it? <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> Saying they're geared up towards September. Hey team, here's an autumn racing odd story. We are excited to share. Last weekend at Flemington, Betfair had a better price on winners for eight of the nine races compared to the average oh. price of major bookmakers and the tote. So, as a punter, if you had ten dollars on all nine winners, you could have been approximately two hundred and twenty-seven dollars better off with Betfair. Oh. How's that? Yeah, that's luck. There you go. So, download the Betfair app. For more great odds on racing, Betfair price net of commission. Corporate prices t- taken 60 seconds from the scheduled jump time. Gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-858-858. Plenty more still to come. Uh, we've got Billy Browless on the show yes. today, team. So he's coming up shortly. It's Triple M's Dead Set Legends, Joey J, Kath and Lemo. Joey J, Kath, Lemo. The Dead Set Legends on Melbourne's 105.1 Triple M. Hey, team, bit of a shield re- 
a raised cap. <laughs> Sorry. So, Can we just um, start that again? <laughs> I just want to rewind. Back in time. Is, uh, Victoria <laughs> beat Western Australia by seven wickets at the Wacker. So they have locked in a spot in the Sheffield Shield final. Scotty Boland took eight wickets for the match to really lead the charge for the Vicks. And Marcus Harris and Matt Short. Uh, the stars with the bat. Hasn't Matt Short come a long mm. way in recent times? Um, the final starts on Thursday afternoon with WA hosting Victoria at the Wacker again. So it's almost, you know, a rematch. That's a really great recap. I couldn't even get out recap. <laughs> and also, just could, Melbourne Storm are playing this afternoon. There's a lot of people that love watching the Storm. Yep. They're playing at three o'clock against the Gold Coast Titans. They've started the season one and one, but they get a couple of big names back. Xavier Coates and Justin Ollum are back in the side for Melbourne Storm. So I, they're on at 3 p.m. I think I'm just going to sit the rest of this thing out. So you guys take it away. Come on, don't do it. We have plenty more recaps to come. <laughs> Katha, how do we all feel about the trend of uh, filming and then putting up on social media that debutantes being told that yeah. they're playing their first game? Obviously, we see a lot of it in round one. Yeah, oh, I love it. It's love nice. It. You love it? Yeah. yeah. Motion, you know, teary yeah. mums. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's good. I, I love the acting from some of the coaches that are creating yeah. yeah. Yes. Michael Voss doing some acting, Ross yes. Lyon doing some yeah. acting. Yeah. I find that quite entertaining, getting them involved. It's, quite, it's getting quite competitive now, actually, between it clubs is. Yes. as to who can come up with the most creative way. Yep. And this is the challenge now, isn't it? And we have Michael Voss goes, oh, there's a phone call. <laughs> oh, I wonder who this is. <laughs> he hands it over on speakerphone, like as if it's going to be anything other than uh, your yeah. debuting. Uh Hawthorne had an interesting one this week with Cam McKenzie, who speaks, as I, oh, I had no I like idea, he speaks French, yeah. uh, which is a great little party trick to have a second yeah. language up your sleeve. Uh, but this is how it right. He went into Sam Mitchell's office, so it's just the two of them, and this is how it rolled out. I just got this letter, Peter from who like sent me this note. He goes, "Oh, here's my message from one of my favourite players, Cam McKenzie. He lived uh, life abroad, and then there's a whole bunch of crap in French that I can't understand." So can you read that, please? Salut, Ken. J'ai entendu que tu peux parler français. Alors, uh, voici un message pour toi. Félicitations, tu vas jouer contre Essendon ce weekend. What does that say, the French bit? Congratulations, you're going to play against Essendon this weekend. Congratulations. Yeah. Make it day good, man. I mean, it was a bit of a fizzer in the end. To be, to be I mean, I can't speak French, but I did catch Essendon this weekend. That's <laughs> very yes. Yeah, he but lived was... in France for a bit, I think. The family. Oh, did he? Yes. Is it's he gone? Cool. What's he, he's a, Is it South African, or he's got a? Is the reason why he was in the NGA for St Kilda is his yeah. parents were born overseas. Yep. Oh. So he's yeah. Yep. Right, okay. Uh, but debuting for the Hawks tomorrow. You speak a second language, don't you, Kat? I don't. Did you told us off there, you what do. You, did. you I said you speak four Italian. I know Italian. No, you guys were just... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I speak four Italian. We I said I can count to ten in Italian. No, you can't. Well, let's yes, have I it. Go on. I... Uno, due, tre, quattro, cinque, sei, sette, otto, nove, dieci. It's a say, it is. Yeah. It's a singing language, isn't it? And then I it? asked Joey, can you do that? And he was like, yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course he can. Um, no, good skills. Have yes. you got a hidden language, JC? Uh, German. German. German? What? Yeah, I can. Yeah, we did German at school. But the only phrase I can remember is make room, you fat ox. Um, <laughs> so, that so is, what? Has you, it get, you had issues with someone in your class? <laughs> you know, we do the stupid things in, in year nine, and that was, that's the one thing I remember. Well, say it. Uh, make Platz du fat ox, I think. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Lima? Have you got uh, a hidden talent? No, no. I, I mean, I did, well, we're on languages. I yes. studied Japanese for 10 weeks. Right. Yep. And I can remember how to introduce myself. Watashi no Namaya wa Anthony des. End of conversation right there. Hang on. Uh, JC. No. Oh, sorry, Joey. No, no, I, no. I'm a little bit of Italian. But then the problem is when I went, when you go to Italy and I try to speak Italian, <laughs> I was at the train station and thought, try and use my Italian. That's why you learn it. So yeah. you try and speak in Italian to yeah. someone, a local, to ask about the next train. Well, you ask them, and then they start speaking back in Italian, and you're like, I'm not sure what you're saying. So that <laughs> defeats the purpose of it. Hey, mate, which way am I headed here? Yeah, <laughs> right. uh, now, just on the clubs with the social media, as we said, for the debutantes, they're trying to get a bit of traction. Mm. I've got a suggestion for the clubs, mm. right? Yeah. Just to add another perspective to this, 
do the same thing with delistings. Right? <laughs> so you get the whole group there. And you can say, that's oh, now we've got uh, it's Carol from Centrelink on the phone. Who do you want to speak with, Carol? And then they pass the phone over. Uh, it's Brian, the NAB bank manager. Who do you want to speak to, Brian? Very Some good. Some of your best. That's good. Yes. But Ross actually did this, didn't he? Ross it's did an announcement after our final game. I'd uh, just like to thank uh, Steve. Stephen yeah. Baker, Andrew McCall, to rob any for your time. Yeah. And and it's your know. last game, and they all looked at me. <laughs> the Dead Set Legends. Triple M. The Saturday rub uh, coming up uh, midday. Midday. And that is their fair show of 2023. So join the boys. I thought Billy Brownless would be with them, but apparently. Well, it's round one, of course. Yeah. As if Billy Brownless isn't pumped up and fired up for round one of the AFL. He's the central figure of the yeah. Saturday rub. He's yeah. got to be there at Marvel. Are they at yes. Marvel Stadium? Yeah, he's got to be there front yeah. and centre, Marvel Stadium, North v West Coast. I imagine by now Billy would have parked his car. He'd doing be his in prep. the commentary doing box. His, yeah. doing his prep. Doing his, his prep. Yeah. I think he's Just even going to give us a preview. Like That's how committed oh, we got he is him. to Triple M. We got him. Billy Brownless, good morning. Cathers, how are you, doing? All right? Very good. Are you at yes. Marvel Stadium yet? or? Yeah, beautiful sunshiny day in Melbourne, isn't it? Fantastic. <laughs> looking, forward to, looking forward to being here for the big game between <laughs> West Coast and North Melbourne. Uh, they were both so good last year. So looking forward to <laughs> um, How's it looking at Marvel there, Bill? Yeah, oh, the roof's open at the minute. I just think they're getting a bit of sunlight in there before they close at night. Still can't believe Todd Goldstein hasn't been picked. He's going to be the sub or whatever. I'm going to go down to the rooms very shortly and just see what's going on. Hey, Billy, I just heard some waves crashing in the background there. Where where are you exactly? Just down at St Kilda Beach. You are not, Billy. You are not. Tell us where you really are because we know. I don't know where I am. That's Central Street in Sydney somewhere. I don't know. It's a big joint in Sydney. Just lobbed uh, and... I got to my motel, or hotel actually, probably, uh, about to go into the um, World Square at Sydney to do the show, the rub, the mighty rub, which will be magnificent. Don't worry about that. Today at 12 o'clock, me, Jim, and who else is on it? <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. <laughs> who, who is it this year? Uh, Bernie, I think. Yeah. And, right, yep. and I assume Damien will come in and break something uh, about two years old. So that's really? what we're looking forward to today. <laughs> Hey, Billy, let's be honest, though. You're up in Sydney because you've got a pretty big day today. It's not every day you have one of the favourites for the Golden Slipper running around Still City. How impressive. A couple of weeks ago, are you, a bit, are you excited as an owner? Are you a little bit nervous? It's a nice little payday, too, just quietly if it can get up. $5 million race, uh, Joey, of course, mate. $3 million to the uh, to the winner, and I've got 2.5%. So work that out. That's um, $75,000. Uh, what is it? $75,000. Hey, not bad. Hey. Not bad. And what's the, what's the confidence in the camp like? Is it winning? Do we get are we getting on this? Oh, today? Okay. How are you? Still on the rubbish bin out there at uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yes, I got kicked out from Melbourne training. Nice to get a, get a kick out of training uh, out of the way, nice and early in the season. What about you sooking it up? Fair to give you're told ask to leave. They let you in for a while and then you sooked it up. But yeah. uh, confidence leave? good. No, simply drawing a bad barrier rather than the uh the oh. fifteen, so not great, but the, that means the price has gone out a bit, so it's a Good each way bet now, about fifteen or sixteen dollars a win, and uh, she she goes quick. So we're going to let her go quick. We were going to just uh, let Red Resistance go. That's a gay waterhouse horse, and uh, just follow follow uh, Red Resistance in. But um, uh, been scratch Red Resistance. So anyway, we're going to do it on our own. Hit the front, and you, Jill. I reckon you'll nearly hear us at about the hundred meter mark. Steel <laughs> uh, City is in front at the hundred. Are you a superstitious owner, Bill? Do you do any, pre, you know, pre-race routines or anything yeah. like that? No, not really. But having said that, I went to the Blue Diamond. She had a terrible run. It wasn't a great ride, by the way. Uh, <laughs> and I was there at the track and she did no good. And then um, last week I obviously wasn't at the track and she won. So you just, you just wonder, okay. should you turn up or not, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. And, Bill, how do you play it? Do you keep yourself nice across the day just in case your horse wins and you have to make some sort of acceptance speech or do you hook right in from race one? Oh, no, mate. They put, got me uh, some heavy hitters in this uh, horse, okay? So it cost me a fair whack to get up here and, you know, <laughs> and all that. And then they said, oh, well, we got you a spot in the corporate box. I said, oh, that'd be nice, yeah, just the one spot. They said, that's 825 for that. <laughs> I'm not going to get out there till about 2 o'clock, so don't worry. I'm going to get me I'm gonna get me Phil. 
I'm going to uh, line up a couple of frothies and make sure <laughs> I get my money's worth because, I'm missing out already. I won't get out there or two and probably miss lunch, which that's okay, actually, for me, to be honest. But uh, <laughs> but, but we might have a couple of frothies before the race. And, hey, Billy, and you've done well to get to the races because you've got the leave pass because you're missing a very special birthday party for someone tonight. So you've done well to get out of that. Who's that, Joe? Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, Justine was invited to come up here, but she said, no, I'd rather stay with the girlfriends and your silly missus. So, um, they'll be running amok. They will be running amok. You keep an eye on them, please. Uh, Joey, <laughs> I'll keep an eye on them for you, Bill. Well, you're up yeah. in Sydney watching the horse what run are, around. Very good. What are the after-party plans, Bill? Where do you head? Do you have to Ivy? Or? Yeah, well, question. I don't know. I don't know Sydney that well, um, but I guess I'll just jump in with these guys. Uh, they seem to know Sydney pretty well. So that's, of course, if you win. I reckon if we come a top five or something, they'll be very, very happy with that. Well, there'll be a bit of money there to splash, and away we go and uh, hit the streets of Sydney. Uh, honestly, got no idea. Uh, and then get back to Melbourne at some stage. I booked a flexi flight just in case. <laughs> I love it. That's smart. Hey, Bill, we appreciate your time. Shame you can't be at Marvel uh, yeah. with the boys for North yeah. v West Coast. I know it would have been like, a tough call what to do, but um, we appreciate your time and, and looking forward to hearing you on the Saturday, Rob. All right. Good on you, Cathers. Good on you, boys. Thank you, good luck, Billy. Oh, he's a good man. Yes. That's the first, is that the first time we've had Billy on Dead Set Legends? No. Oh. He used to walk in the studio all the time. Oh, he he always pops his head yeah. in. But uh, the Saturday rub, that's a must listen. The Dead Set Legends, Triple M. Can I just give a shout out to the umpires on Thursday night? <laughs> what? Sure. I thought, I thought they were great. Oh, dear. <laughs> Four of them. <laughs> they, don't, they don't get enough credit. Yes. But what I, I love the teamwork from the umpires. Now, I don't know if you heard this on Thursday. This is actual audio from the game. One of the umpires, their whistle fails. So they call out to one of the other umpires to blow their whistle. Okay. So this is actual audio from Thursday night. The centering option. Saw a lot more of that lately. Mitch McGovern. Throw the whistle, man. <laughs> a lot of in Mitch McGovern days, isn't there? If he can become the player it didn't that we work, so he says to the other umpire, "Blow your whistle yes. now." Yes. <laughs> your attention to detail does oh, amaze me. Yes. No, that that excited me. That the teamwork <laughs> there from the umpires. They should get more credit. Prepared for everything, aren't they? The umpires. They're just ready for all sorts of scenarios. Like he's yeah, straight onto it. See, now there's four umpires. Are they going to start now? Because of that, they'll all carry two whistles each. Yeah. Like a, re- <laughs> a reserve whistle, just in case. I did a training session with the umpires uh, one time. Oh yeah. Very serious. Oh, did you? Yes, I did a training session. We watched the, you know. The, the tape of all their great decisions. And, you know, Smithy could have done a bit better with that one, holding the ball in oh, that, yeah, working right. the whole tape. And then we just did two hours of running. And, um, yes, they take that very seriously. I did the full warm-ups and Why everything. High knees. Was this an umpire's story, yes. like behind the scenes yes, with was. the umpires? How, How much running did you do? A lot. A lot. Like, I don't know, it would have been 8, 10K sort of session. Oh, like, really? Oh, like a lot of running. How much yes. money would the average fan pay to sit in that review meeting with the umpires <laughs> and just pile yes. into a yes. person? Yes. This is a charity auction item. If <laughs> oh, I it really is. But, you oh. know, the, the big thing about it was Razor Ray took me under his wing. I was a young gen at the time. Incredible yeah. bloke. Oh, he's a great bloke. Yeah, absolute champion. So I remember Razor for that. Day is a lovely fella. Yeah. Yep. Gents, two nights ago, MCG opening uh, night of the 2023 season, and it finishes in a draw, which has everyone talking about, do you like the draw? Should we be uh, changing it to extra time? What are your thoughts, Joey? Well, it was a bit anticlimactic. First of all, I thought it was only just a game, but credit, I thought, to the Blues to be able to hold up defensively um, under the siege from Richmond with all those entries and, and all the opportunities. Oh, I can see the positives if I was a Carlton Supporter from that, no doubt Richmond played the better footy. They they dominated big parts of that game. So they will be kicking themselves. They don't have the four points, but really enjoyed the game. But I would have loved to have seen a result, Kath. I think that we need to continue to be progressive and maybe look at having extra time. I know the traditionalists think the draw has always been in our game, but every other sport in the world has extra time to decide games of sport. And I think we should be looking at it because we change all the rules, Limo. We change all the rules to make the game more exciting, to kick more goals, to make it more entertaining. But then we won't change the rule about if it ends in a draw, that's it. So I, I agree with you for the grand final, but for every or a final. But seriously, round one, who scared? Just give them the points, two points each. Who cares? Why not play an extra five? How exciting would an extra but, five minutes but be? But why? Okay, what about the players? Yep. AFL is a tough game. Yep. Right. Yep. It's a hard game. Yep. The players need a week to recover. Yep. So you want to make them run around for an extra five for another, minutes? Oh no! Another five minutes each way. <laughs> yeah. 
to get a result. No, I don't, but why, I don't see, understand why people are so desperate for a result. Can't you said every, every, you every said every sport. No, Premier League, soccer. They play. They play extra time. No, they don't. Oh, sorry, World Cup. Sorry, we're going into the okay, World Cup. Okay, no, no, soccer, soccer. But, don't they don't play extra time? Basketball play extra time. You've yep. got five people on the court. They can sub on a fresh team. Yeah, if they want to. So who who cares? He's still flat on the two thousand and ten. Oh yeah, I know. You wouldn't want to sit there when the game's a draw and go, siren goes, and everyone no. sits around and we have five more minutes to decide a winner. No, I, I, lo- I love the draw. To me, that was exciting. I loved that the other night. You know, the, the one change I would make, because mm. I did admit there's no song afterwards. Mm. I think both teams should get together and have to sing a joint song. <laughs> arm in arm, the two teams, and there's got to be so a draw big. song that they have to sing together. I get what you're saying in you the know. heat of the moment. It's more entertaining yeah. and whatnot. But I think in the long run, it's better because if you didn't win on the night, you don't deserve to win. And I like the two, two points is a result. That is a result yeah. in the yeah. AFL. It's, I know everyone likes to compare it to like, oh, but in America they do this and that. Like this is the Australian game mm. and this is what we do. A result is The result is a draw. They get two points eight. And I reckon it makes it interesting come finals yes. time when you maybe miss out on the top eight and final spot because of that draw. Yes. In round one, where you should have won or whatnot, mm. I think it's I think it's more entertaining in the long run. I'm with you, Kath. It's unique. And talking to my nine year old son about it, I'm like, oh mate, can you believe it? He's like, I oh, know it was a draw. I, could, well, I didn't know how to feel. And, you know, like, he got a he got a buzz out of this something. It only happens three times a year or thereabouts. So I'm happy to. Keep I you. like the um, mm. the suspense of is this going to cost us in the long run? Yes. I like that. Are I'm we going to revisit this game? Come September. I like it. Hey, well, you know what? My issue with Carlton is, Joey, mm-hmm. just on a more serious note for mm-hmm. a second. They were 12 for forward pressure last year. We mm-hmm. talk a lot about the big boys, you know, Kern and Mackay catching it in the air. They're going to take the next step and be a top eight team. They need to apply some serious forward pressure. Got Ed Kerno there. Jack Martin, very quiet. Is Jack Martin a lock in Carlton's best 22? I am starting to wonder. Hasn't polled a Brownlow vote in the last two years? No, he's only he's only a fringe player. I would have thought in that in that Carlton side they didn't have Corey Durden, who's someone who can come into the side. Oh, he's Zach Fisher. It is a it is an area that Carlton can improve. I mean, it bounced but, out. They put it in and it bounced out, and that's where Richmond, I thought, really held sway. Yeah, Richmond are a tough team to stop from the counter attack. That is their one wood. It always has been. But um, no, look, I, I thought there were some positives for the Blues, and Richmond won't go away disappointed either. Two teams interesting. Keep an eye on how they go the first month of the year. Huge second hour coming up on Triple M's Dead Set Legends. We've got a massive Saturday of footy. Uh, to preview. Plus, Collingwood fans, stick around because we are going to celebrate everything Paz this morning because it was some performance at the MCG last night. Plus, Greg, plus Greg Rust with all our motorsport news. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends, JoJ, Catherine Limo. For your Saturday morning, we've got the biggest sports show in town. Let's go, go, go! Triple M's Dead Set Legends. Yes, the whole crew is here this morning. Joey, Jay-Z, Limo and myself. Boys, you have to touch on the pars because it'll be quite some morning to be a Collingwood fan after what we witnessed at the MCG last night. Joey, 35 goals kicked, but it was the pies defeating the reigning premiers Geelong by 22 points in front of 85 86,000, rather, at the MCG. That was some sort of statement. Yeah, it was. Spoke about earlier. They were terrific. I love the way they play. They're the most uh, exciting team to watch in the competition. Their games are now the best to watch because of the way they play, um, the way that allows the opposition opportunity as well. And Collingwood just play to the death. They continue to, to do it better and longer than most other teams, and that's why they continue to win. But, um, oh, look, they've got their season set up now, and I love the Dacos boys. Oh, oh. I've got a crush mm. on the two boys. They are... They are amazing. Their skills and their running ability and what they do on offense is awesome. Rising star last year, Nick Dacos. What could he uh, achieve this year? Well, there's some talking. Kingy's one that could he could win a Brownlow, and he's probably polled three votes in the first game of the season. There's no reason why he couldn't play ten of those games and poll thirty votes. It's obviously going to be a very tough ask, but he's a little superstar. There's the headline, Josie. Mm, yeah, very good. <laughs> Early pick one for you, Joe. Who is Collingwood's best player? Who would you, if you could only take, if you're in the schoolyard, you got all the Collingwood players lined up and you could only pick one. All right, come back, have a think, and maybe we can. No, I'll still say Darcy Moore. I don't think they could win a premiership without Darcy Moore. Yep. 
Yeah. According to my super coach, it's Nick Dacos. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. I tell you what, that's your yeah. super coach teams were crying everywhere as Tom Stewart was limping off the ground yeah. last night. Well, that's um, my point I was just about to ask you, Jay-Z. Yes. Injury updates, particularly yes. starting with Jeremy Howe, because that was the nasty-looking yes. one. We've seen probably the Twitter screenshot going around, broken his arm. It's going to be you know a month-long sort of recovery, uh, you think, with him. They do come back quickly from these broken arms when they insert plates and pins and all that sort of stuff. They'll be missing him. Billy Frampton comes in for the Cats. Chris Scott, he's got two. He was unhappy for two reasons last night because Tom Stewart, their best player, went down with that knee issue. Sam DeConey looked proppy on that knee. Is a re-injury of a of a previous knee injury. He could miss some time potentially. We know how important uh, he is, of course. They lost, but then the MCG turf. We touched on it earlier. Very cranky about the turf. We've been talking about this all week. Harry Mackay slipped over on Thursday night. Stewart and DeConey slipped over on Friday night. And Chris Scott comes off the long run and mm. says, what are we doing playing Ed Sheeran concerts when we've got the best game in the world trying to play in the best stadium in the world. So that's got to be a nice old story that bubbles along for a little bit. Do you think you'll be more concerning that tonight with the Bulldogs and D's third straight night that there's been a game at the MCG? Do you think there's there's more concerns with that aspect of it? Well, what the, Chris Scott was unhappy about the inconsistency of it. So the new turf sort of plays differently or holds differently to the old turf. Now, it's the MCC... Um, challenge that theory. They, they think the surface is fine, been working on it all week, obviously, but can, would you be, if you're a Melbourne Western Bulldogs player, Joey, playing tonight, would you be changing boots? Would you be doing anything differently? What no, control you they no, got? no, you can't be doing anything differently. You've just got to hope that you don't find a part, piece of turf where you slip and lose your footing. Unfortunately, that's just going to be the reality. Right. Minimise your running. Just stay in. Find a safe spot and stay in it. Maybe a good point. Hey, I've I've thieved the the top five of Jay-Z this week, and uh, I've got Nathan Buckley in my crosshairs here. On a podcast earlier this week, Nathan Buckley was asked about names that are difficult to pronounce as a commentator, and he had this to say. One thing that's happening a little bit more often is is just not really getting the name out. There's one particular guy, I've got it like Luke Ryan, who's a gun. He goes he, over at Fremantle and when I get to his surname, I keep getting his surname wrong. <laughs> Luke what? Ryan? Luke Ryan? <laughs> what? Wait, is he saying as in pronunciation he gets it wrong or is he just saying he forgets his last name? I, either way, it's not acceptable. <laughs> it's Luke Ryan. That's a strange one. <laughs> that is a weird one. Uh, so the top five is... On Triple M's Dead Set Legends... It's Limo's Top 5. Fun names for commentators. Hang on. I thought this was Jay-Z's no, Top no, no, 5. No, 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 no. I've thinked it this week. I've said, Jay-Z, he's the busiest man in football. Yeah, true. I've yeah, said, Jay-Z, you haven't got time yes. to be messing around with this. Do you know what we should do? We should do Cat's Top 5 and get her to do her five favourite video games. <laughs> right? Oh, yes. Because well, we know what number one is, Grand yes. Theft Auto. Yes. What would number two be, Cat? Yes. Weren't there different versions of Grand Theft Auto? Oh, so I'll just have the five them. different versions of Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> the five versions. So here they are, the top five fun names for commentators to say. Mm. Because there are some great names, and over the years there have been some great names getting around. So many good names, I haven't been able to squeeze them all in. So a special mention before I get to the top five uh, for R2 Bosanavalagi. Yes, Bosanavalagi. Here's the Triple M commentators having a crack at it. Here is Bosanavalagi, the young man Bosanavalagi. Bosanavalagi, the boss man. Well done, R2. Now the ball is in the hands of Bosanavalagi. Bosanavalagi. Been good, R2, isn't he? Here he is again, Bosanavalagi. 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 The great man, R2. Bosanavalagi. Bosanavalagi, very soon on debut. About 35 different pronunciations there. So special mention to R2. Uh, Special mention also to Danny Dickfoss, one of the great names Mm. in uh, AFL football. But coming in at number five, Arazio Fantasia, or Fantasia, technically, Mm. is how he says it should be pronounced. Arazio Fantasia. Uh, Number four, Carmichael Hunt, just for the jeopardy. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Risky territories. Number three, Robert Dippier Domenico. Yes. Fun name to say. Number two, Spiro Cocomilis. Yes. That's a good fun name. But number one, by the length of the straight, yes. Anthony McDonald Tippenwoody, a name so good that it has a song. Yes. It's a great song. Yeah. That's my top five. Nathan Buckley, it's Luke 
Ryan. <laughs> Rusty's Motorsport Update. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Good morning, Rusty. Hey, we are pumped for the F1s to come to town in a couple of weeks here in Australia. We'll be live at the track, Dead Set Legends, but it's... Uh, all eyes on Saudi Arabia this weekend. Max Verstappen leads the way in practice overnight. But we want to talk about McLaren. Oscar Piastri saying he doesn't regret joining them, but, gee, nothing's really working out for McLaren or the Aussie at this moment. Cap, good morning to you. Yeah, so basically 19th in practice session for him uh, overnight in practice two. Uh, Lando could only manage 12th, and we're used to seeing him last year regularly in the top four or top six. Um, he's told colleagues, or both my colleagues at Speed Cafe have run a story today, basically saying, look, uh, he doesn't regret the decision. Um, there is some stuff in the pipeline for this car, but it's going to take a while to come online. Um, so I think we've just got to sort of grin and bear it um, for now. They're a, they're a famous team um, that, that have a lot to offer, but they've got, to, they've got to really dig deep at the moment because it doesn't appear to be a good car, that's for sure. Uh, controversial start of the supercar season in Newcastle there, Rusty. Shane Van Gisbergen, who had a win, but he didn't want to talk in the press conference. It was a bit tense. No, What's mate. going on there? It's very weird. Well, I mean, this is going to take a long answer, and I'll try and keep it as brief as I can. Firstly, it appears to be a kind of silent protest, as a colleague suggested to me, about um, the the category or the sport um, largely wanting drivers to speak positively about the new Generation 3 cars. Shane wants to speak his mind. Now, Shane has put out a very detailed um, social media response to this. I, I feel like the TV team didn't have full context in the little grab that, that was played because Shane did go on to talk, uh, albeit briefly, with another journalist, which gave us a sense of his frustration. I want to ask you then, Rusty, was the disqualification of both Red Bull cars from their one-two finish in the race of this brand-new era with the V8s, did the punishment fit the crime? Uh, a lot of fans wonder that. They, they feel like it wasn't a performance-related game, so was that fair? As it stands, they've been disqualified. Uh, Cam Waters is the effective race winner. The matter has been appealed, and that's going to be heard in the lead-up to the Grand Prix. Now, the great and very clever thing that the organisers have done with these new cars is um, made some very black-and-white rules that they're going to enforce very stringently. And the kind of designated area for the cooling is in effectively where the passenger seat would be. Uh, They put some stuff um, in and around uh, a gap between the driver's seat and the roll cage, which is meant to be clear for side impact protection for safety right now. It's a bit of a he said, she said scenario. They believe they had uh, an okay to do it. Um, They're going to appeal it fairly strongly, I would imagine. And and some talk from colleagues that new information might come to light when it does get to that appeal. But uh, as it stands at the moment, um, disqualified, albeit under appeal um, from race one. Hey, Rusty, we're looking forward to seeing you at uh, Albert Park in a couple of weeks. Thanks for your time. Uh, your shout, guys. Can't wait to catch up with the crowd. See ya. <laughs> Cheers, Rusty. Thank you. Rusty's Motorsport Update. Bendix Brakes. Put your foot down with confidence. Coming up next, going to take a look at the Saturday footy. So many games to look forward to, particularly at the MCG tonight. It is the D's and Dogs. Tough one to tip. But will Stephen May's uh, exclusion sway more people to the doggy side. I want to get Lee Montagna's thoughts after the break. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends with JJ, Kath and Lemo. Sport is full of legends and so is this show. Joey Montagna, Jay Clark, Kath Lochnan and Lemo. Triple M's Dead Set Legends. The Saturday Rub Team are coming up shortly ahead of North Melbourne v West Coast at Marvel Stadium. This kicks off Saturday afternoon footy and it's going to be a hot one under the roof at Marvel. 37 degrees. Like, that is really demanding on the on the players, it's fair to say, playing at the level they play at. There'll be fans and ice fests. For the GWS Adelaide game, they're actually extending the breaks. It's tomorrow by two minutes at quarter time and three-quarter time. So all the timings will be kept normal for um, North Melbourne versus West Coast Eagles today, but um, a few things around the fringes to make sure that no players are keeling over from dehydration. Yeah, you can get pretty stuffy in Marvel when it's hot outside and the roof's closed. Port Adelaide v Brisbane at Adelaide Oval. That is a twilight game today. Uh, tonight over in the Gold Coast Suns hosting the Sydney Swans. But the big game at the MCG is the D's and Dogs. Joey, keen to get your thoughts on this match. I mean, two teams with so much hype around them leading into the new season. No Stephen May is a pretty big out 
for the D's? Where are you sitting? Yeah, I, I think my I've leant towards the Bulldogs just because of the the, the big outs. Jack Viney's crucial. Bailey Fritch mm-hmm. is important for their goal scoring parents. Stephen May is their most important player. So Adam Tomlinson comes in along with Harrison Petty and Jake Lever. They're going to have their work cut out. The Bulldogs look like they're up and about early in the year. That they are fresh and fit and going really well. But Melbourne also have been in good form. So I think this will be another high-standard game, a bit like the Collingwood-Geelong game. I think we'll look back and say it's a pretty good form reference, so I wouldn't be too concerned about who loses. But um, I'm fascinated to see how Marcus Bonsampelli goes against that midfield because he is primed to have his best year that he's ever had. And that's saying something because he's had some pretty good years of football, but I think he's primed to have his best year. Probably we underrated just how hampered he was. He was banged up massive. By that ankle injury last year. But he also had a hip and a shoulder. I think he had three or four niggles, Bronson Pelly, last year. I don't even think a lot of people at the club knew how Mm. sore he was, which is inspirational from a captain. So he's back to his best. The the land of the forwards, land of the Giants forward line for the Western Bulldogs, massive fascination really. Mm. And because, you know, no one's really done it before with four key forwards. Whether they've all got them up there at the same time, Joey, I'm yeah, not that's sure. the thing. I, I think that's the, probably the little bit of a myth, and we'll see it tonight, is that none, the four of them aren't on the field at the same time. So there's only three tall forwards, one on the bench and one in the ruck. So three tall forwards on the field is not something we haven't seen before. I mean, West Coast in their premiership years had, you know, Vardy, Darling, Kennedy, the Hawks had it in their premiership years. It's pretty common. So I think the whole four is a bit of a myth that they're all on the field. If they rotate right, it's yeah. uh, it's a powerful combination. They need to defend, though. That's going to be the big test. That's right. Now the Bulldogs can win the footy and score. Uh, for me, though, the big talking point around this game, and don't ever let it be said that this team doesn't go to the great lengths to get the breaking news stories. Mm. Our very own Jay-Z here was out at Casey Fields. Yes. During the, the week to watch Melbourne training, was ejected oh, from what? Melbourne training during the week. Yep. Kicked out. Kicked out. Yep. And this is a public venue, by the way, isn't it? Yes, it is. What are the grounds? On, on which grounds did they kick you out? Simon Goodwin was annoyed that I so, could clearly see that Stephen May was walking around like an 80-year-old. It's a long drive to get kicked out. I thought it was yeah. Gosh's Paddock where no, you go, oh, I'll I just walk over to Collingwood. You got kicked out of Casey Fields. <laughs> I drove an hour. In the press conference, Simon Goodwin, he loves the show. He's listening. He said, mate, you're always welcome down here at Casey. We're happy to have you. So I bob up and he kicks me out. <laughs> but do you know what? Yeah, he wasn't taking no for an answer. Have you seen the picture? No. Of how our very own Jay-Z watched training. What did you do? Standing on a wheelie bin mm-hmm. looking over a fence. No, you didn't. Risking your <laughs> life. Did. Risking your life yeah. to the fans yeah. so that we could get the latest news yeah. on That's Stephen May. Yeah. And I cut a bit of a sad figure if you're looking at it. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Jay. Yes. Can we call you Oscar from now on? Yes, go for it. Oscar the Grouch. Yep. There he is, Sit sitting on a, a bin. On a red bin. Oh, you look just, homeless. Yes. What, a, <laughs> what a sad state of affairs. Yeah. But, you know, I've got the last laugh, last laugh here, Lemo, because yeah. I actually got a better, better viewpoint from it with a bit of height on top of the bin. I was talking to John and Margaret from Casey, who have to watch training from behind bars, like a prison camp sort of set up. Yeah, because so. you'd taken their spot on the bin. <laughs> <laughs> That's why. It's, exactly. Uh, but these are the links I go to. And, um, God, to, imagine driving all the way to Casey Fields. <laughs> So sorry, yeah. to, <laughs> to sit on a bin. Yes. <laughs> oh, uh, see, people think you can be a glamorous life at times. And, uh, I, I, know, I love your work, Casey. Hey, fair for your marriage doesn't work out and you're single again, great profile shot for Tinder. <laughs> <laughs> you're sitting on a bin. <laughs> Joe, I want to get your thoughts on Essendon. So they begin their campaign against your Marty Hawks, Limo, tomorrow at mm. the MCG 320 Bounce Down. Uh, Essendon, I mean, it's been a pretty dramatic off-season. Mm. And there's still some reports of a bit of infighting at the yeah. club. What's going on? Well, it's been a huge overhaul for this footy club. And you speak to people at Essen and they say that is exactly what they needed. New president, new CEO, new senior coach, new assistants, new high performance director, new boss of development. So it's been a whole clean slate. But why now are we talking about or reading about um, more political infighting and and bitchiness, really, to be honest. And the stories we've been reading this week involve um, very respected long-term recruiting uh, manager and list boss Adrian Dodoro and football manager Josh uh, Marnie, who was a big uh, key part of the the, uh, premiership success at Melbourne. Now, I've made some calls on this, and as I understand it, they haven't really even discussed it inside the club this week. It's sort of come from nowhere. So they had a big chat about it, I think, nine months ago. There might have been um, some issues. They thrashed it out. They had a chamomile tea. People got things off their their chest. And since then, as I understand it, it's it's been okay. There hasn't been any sort of crossing of swords or, or arguments or anything like that inside the club. So you speak to people there and it hasn't been really um, that much of an issue. I don't know that anyone's sort of 
sending each other Christmas cards from that perspective. I'm not sure they're best friends, Joey, but inside a football club at times, you know, not, not everyone, you know, is, is going to be going, you know, is necessarily best friends. And I think you've just got to maintain a professional relationship. And I think the question is now whether that can continue at Essendon. Well, I can't see why it wouldn't. It's like playing groups. There are a lot of players that aren't best mates or might, yes. you know, not get on really well with some others. But you're professionals, you do your job, and you, you're all on the same – as long as you're all on the same page and yes. trying to achieve the same thing, it shouldn't be an issue. What that means on the field – I'm not sure with the Bombers. I'm fascinated to see what we're going to get from them this year. Could they finish last? That's uh, what I'm could starting. Could they finish oh, last? Please. Yeah. Well, <laughs> potentially. Peter, Peter Wright, Wright is goes out. Yeah. yeah. Peter, I haven't yeah. been impressed. What have you made of the, the – Limo, did you hear how Limo got defensive? And Limo said, hey, the Hawks want to finish last. <laughs> we don't want anyone – we couldn't handle it if the Bombers get picked number one and we don't. <laughs> don't steal our spoon off us. <laughs> <laughs> We've got Harley Reid in our sights, the best oh, young no. product coming through since Nick Dacos and Horn Francis. Yeah. Yes, but, yes, um, yes. Yeah. But it's a long-term focus, Breeze. Brad Scott's been really open. He's got a redesign the defensive program, which has got some bad habits, and he's had to weed that out. You know, because they've been a poor defensive club for the past 10 years. You know, in the forward line's really young. They're trying to get some forward pressure So are pressure you saying this game on Sunday, Hawthorne Essendon, both teams Spoon would, pre- would prefer to probably, would it be a win if they didn't win? I think in the second half of the season, the tank watch will be will be on because mm. Harley Reid, the number one pick, <laughs> is a, they're talking about a, you know, a generational player, the next Dusty Martin. Robbo, I think, has written, him, uh, written about him in the Herald Sun today. So <laughs> oh it's a dirty word. Hey, Lemo, you could have a problem. You could be in the eight after this weekend. <laughs> what are you going to do? Can we just be satisfied with what's happening now? No, I you know, like the number one pick at the end of the year. The... Yes. Well, who wins this? I think I, I think, think the Hawks I've are actually, a huge chance. I've, I've actually tipped Hawthorne. I'll yeah. tip the Hawks as well. I think we'll, it's very important that we beat Essendon. Geelong and Sydney. That's my that's, that's my goal for this year. But I reckon the, I reckon the Hawks will win tomorrow. And I think the Bombers, Bombers should still win. Really? Yeah. Where do they get? Well, it I think done? they've got more talent than Hawthorne on yeah. that list, so yeah. they should be winning. But now it's not to say they, they will. But yeah. Hawthorne can't. Who's Hawthorne's forward line? I mean, we're talking about Essendon not being able to kick goals, but the Hawks' forward line might struggle. <laughs> Fergus Green going to kick six. Fergus Green, Wade, he'll kick five on debut. <laughs> Bruce, there you go. Yeah. Luke um, Bruce, he'll kick. He'll yeah. get you three or four. Still win, but we'll see. It will hey. be a fascinating watch. It certainly will be. The Dead Set Legends. Give me a spell. Give me a spell. Give me a spell. We love give me a spell. I'll kick us off. Went to the pub the other night, having mm. a good time. Yep. Got mm. myself a drink. Yes. Got a cider. Love a cider. Yeah. Go back to my table. Realise it's non-alcoholic cider. <laughs> non-alcoholic. Who, who sells that? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is you. Are you suing? <laughs> to be honest, they gave me uh, a couple of free drinks because of it. Oh, there yeah, we go. Yeah, oh, well done. What have you got? Um, I need to You're give a loose my... unit, Kat. <laughs> <laughs> so, you, know you are I'm loose. loose. <laughs> I'd like to have a chat to you. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. I tell you what, if you do see Kath at the pub, though, and, you know, you want to say g'day to her, just bring over a... Uh, a <laughs> alcoholic cider. An alcoholic cider. <laughs> a cider. That's your way in. Um, I need to give myself a spell. Um, probably not for the first time, but, yeah, I'm always sort of typing, sometimes type in a hurry, Joey. And, um, well, this week, you know, amidst the whole Steve May injury drama, I think I called Harrison Petty Oscar Petty. Um, which was pointed out to me a few times on my social media account. So, um, Oscar, I mean Harrison, uh, I apologise, and I won't make that uh, mistake again. So I'll give me a spell just with the little mistake on the first name, Joey. You, you just give me a spell. Oh, good, as well. okay. Uh, Joey, okay, yeah, just a little clip for our man Tommy Brown. We yes. love Tom Brown, second best newsbreaker here at That's Triple right. behind yeah. you, yeah. Jay Z. Yeah. But just a little one from last night. He tweeted when after Jeremy Howe's unfortunate incident that we spoke about. Yes, Tom Brown went with the tweet. A source suggests that he has a fractured forearm. <laughs> Come on, Tommy Brown. I don't reckon you need to go to a source to see that one. Yeah. You don't need to be watching the game. Yes. Oh, My five-year-old who was watching it goes, Daddy, I think he's broken yeah. his arm. Yeah. So, Tommy Brown, we love you. You're a great newsbreaker. Just yeah. a little clip. Give us a smell. So when your arm is at right angles, it's probably pretty, and your bone's pretty I'm not sure Tommy Brown need to ring yeah. up, make some con- bring yeah. some contacts to get Stop confirmed. Stop it, you two. <laughs> we love you, Tom Brown. We do love you. I've got one. Shy Bolton, give me a spell. Kicking 25 oh. metres out directly in front yes. and decides to kick around the corner. Yep. That, is like, that is like reverse parking your car when there's no other cars in the street. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, mate? Just directly, just kick it straight. Yes. What has happened to Seriously, that's like taking the stairs when the lift is fully functional. <laughs> I do not understand. That's like cooking yourself dinner when your Uber Eats app works beautifully. <laughs> your dead set legend. Triple M's dead set legend of the week. Mate, you are a legend. As we wrap up, just wanted to touch on this. We didn't speak about the NBL, but it was one and done during the week. The Sydney Kings went back-to-back champions. And I just want to give our shout-out to Xavier Cooks, who was the MVP of the league, and he's now signed with the Washington Wizards to go play in the NBA. So another Australian 
going to play NBA basketball. I know it might not be everyone's cup of tea, but he's a star. We're starting to build a really nice squad, mm. the Boomer squad, mm. and yeah. Xavier Cooks is another one. So well done to him. He deserves his chance over in the States. He's our dead set legend of the week. Just quickly, do you reckon Ben Simmons is in the Boomer squad? Oh, it's touch and go at the moment. Giddy's well There's ahead of There's a few others ahead of him there. Even Josh Green's coming with a bullet. Hey, enjoy the footy. Good luck with your tips as well. We'll be back next week. This is Triple M's Dead Set Legends, Joey J, Kath and Lebo. How do you like their maps? That's it for this week's edition of Triple M's Dead Set Legends. How good was that radio craft? <laughs> These legends will be back next week. It's like a Del Santo Montana one, so back in the day. <laughs>